Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. No doubt continues now. This is the broadcast for February the 16th in the year of our Lord, 2024. This is our 202. It is a freedom-loving, fantastic. We're taking America back one heart, one mind, one issue at a time Friday. It is a freedom-loving, faith-filled Friday, I might add. And the checks and balances are brilliantly put in place by the Founding Fathers. We just need to use them and we can resolve the problems we face. But you know what? Americans are too disengaged and the enemies are among us. That's for sure, ladies and gentlemen. Huh. Welcome to the broadcast. Hope you're all doing absolutely fantastic. Dr. Scott Radley's with me, freedomsrisingsun.com. Uh, and you can check out his weekly webinars and Q&As on the Constitution, along with his Collegiate Series to Preserve the Nation. That's freedomsrisingsun.com. Boy, do we need a rising sun of freedom right now, sir. Yeah, we really do. I mean, and, and the, the uh, phrase that I used to do that came out of the end of the uh, Constitution Convention of 1787. Uh, where Ben Franklin noted the uh, the chair that George Washington was sitting on had carved into the head of it a sun. And he said he had trouble f- figuring out if it was a rising or setting sun during the whole time that the convention was, was in session, whether the sun was setting on the nation or it was rising on the nation. And he, he was confident at the end that it was a rising sun. And we need to put that rising sun back into our nation rather than, you know, just in, you know, we just give up, walk away. Uh, we gave up, and the sun went down. That's it, and we can't do that. We can't let that happen. Well, and that's so, the, the crossroads we find ourselves at again, though. Uh, and our goal is to make sure that it is a rising sun. So there you have that. All right, shot spotter. I promised would talk about it. The Associated Press talking about it. The mainstream press talking about it. Uh, a organization called Newser gave me this headline: Chicago drops shot spotter. Mayor Brandon Johnson says city will not renew contract with the provider of the controversial detection system. Now you say, well, what the heck is it, Sam? Look, it's, it's, a, it's a modern day computer system. It's high tech, it's big tech. And what it consists of is a bunch of microphones mounted out in, you know, on the city streets. Uh, and then those microphones take in data and then the data or the sounds are sent to a backend AI processing system and that processing system is supposed to detect shots. The system, which relies on artificial intelligence, algorithms, and a network of microphones to identify gunshots has been criticized for its inaccuracies, racial bias, and law enforcement abuse, or misuse, if you will. Uh, Chicago's contract with this um, company, Sound thinking i think is what it's called um they say it's a quote public safety technology company that says its shot spotter tool is used in roughly 150 cities across the country and uh, anyway the contract with chicago expires on friday the city plans to uh wind down their use of this system and get it done by september i don't know why it would take so long after they cancel it now but in september it's gonna whatever Um, But they say since 2018, the city of Chicago alone has spent $49 million on ShotSpotter. And um, anyway, it's under criticism now, but it's in 150 cities 
uh, nationwide. Now, you know, some would think, well, this is good technology. The cops are all for it and everything else. I find this to be absolutely abusive privacy. Uh, when, a, when, a, when a car backfires or, you know, a loud clap sound of, of say, uh, plywood landing on top of another piece of plywood, it can sound like that. You know, okay, there's a lot of sounds, and it's not smart enough to know, and so you get the cops running around under false premise, but you also then use that to back into court cases and prosecute people literally without evidence, but you say the AI knows best. It's disaster, doctor, and it's good news to see Chicago rejecting this system finally. Well, see, the premise behind this is it uses uh, triangulation of sound using the the signals that have been picked up and to sort it out. I mean, we got echo and all those other things in it. A lot of times they use a triangulation process to find origin of fire from, and it's it, there's multiple methods of doing it in a military uh, combat zone. Okay, so there, I think they were trying to transition it into a, a metropolitan area. You're absolutely right. There's a lot of false, um, uh, false positives. Let's put it that way. You know, you, you know, a firecracker going off, a car being backfired, or whatever happens. And uh, I, my guess is that uh, when when kids find out about this, they they do a lot of hijinks, like throwing a, a cherry bomb out and watch the police run around with their weapons drawn. I don't know. There's got to be a lot of expense involved in setting the technology up, and there's got to be a lot of expense in responding to everything. Well, yeah, Chicago has already spent $49 million since 2018 on the thing. That's one city, $49 million. And, uh, That's a pretty good income stream for the, for the company that's doing that. But, but from what I understand about it, now they may have had a more recent case than my latest, under, I mean, the one I knew before, but at any rate, in every instance that it has been uh, you know, introduced in court as evidence, when it's been challenged, it's been withdrawn. And only company, if it's the only thing in, in play. If there's other things, then they hold on to it, and it becomes part of the conviction, even if it's wrongfully so. And that's the problem, is that, that if it isn't challenged, may be allowed to stand, and, and it's really, I don't know as it's a proven technology. I, I mean, in the situation it's being deployed in, I do not know if there's been independent studies that have said, yeah, this is a valid approach to doing things. There's a high cost associated with it. There's all sorts of, you know, police response issues involved with it. And uh, I guess the, uh, you know, if, if I think about it, if I was 17 years old and I had a few cherry bombs and I enjoyed watching the, the flashing red lights come around and seek things out, it would be kind of a fun little trick every once in a while to play. But uh, I think there's been a lot of uh, question as to its validity, and um, the cost of it is pretty high. And so, you know, taxpayers are paying this. I don't know. It sounds like maybe Chicago has come to the conclusion that it hasn't had a good payback, and maybe other country, I mean, other states and cities will too. I think New York is probably a pretty big user of it too. I mean, some of these big... Uh, blue states and, and uh, metro areas have invested heavily in it, and, and I'm not so sure it's had a good return on investment. And on top of that, we got all of the privacy issues that you know you brought up when you were doing it. So it's interesting. I'm not sure its accuracy is even demonstrable. I don't. Think well, they say more and more cities are moving test. the drop shot spotter because it's not reliable. Even San Diego is now looking at dropping it. Well, right. you know, I, I think what's happened has been a boondoggle maybe is what they're discovering. 
you see these things come in where people sell a pig in a poke uh, uh, kind of thing uh, to a, a community that thinks they got to spend more taxpayer dollars and and after a while it kind of dies and whimpers out the door and, and nobody recognizes they spent tens of millions of dollars on something that that just had no value so anyway um i it's an interesting dynamic and it's interesting chicago yeah, that, that just i can't let this opportunity pass and then we probably ought to move on but you know all of these big cities that have all these murder rates and uh, the torrid you know owing and awful kind of stuff going on it's just a few cities in the united states you talk about the ugliness of of uh you know the brutality of of america and everything and it's just a few big cities kansas city for example uh that where they had the shootings after the super bowl it was another day in kansas city there i mean kansas city's the i think of the top six murder rate i mean and you get a, a million or two people out wandering around on the streets and people start popping off rounds somebody's going to get hit but it, it's just what happens in kansas city because of the way they handle their um shall we say um what the mentality of the city is a lot of young men running around without father's influence and all this kind of stuff it's kind of unraveled on them and so then we we get the uh white house press secretary calling for a assault weapons ban and it's like did they use assault weapons well i guess a rock can be an assault weapon but they're all handguns and uh they won't release the names of the people or the the race even of the people and i think that's kind of problematic uh, because if it was a white nationalist uh, it had obviously been in trumpeted across the trumpeted across the news uh, immediately but but th this kind of things in some of these big cities they give the whole nation a bad rap you they know, do so here's cities. the shot spotter Q&A that I'm on right now okay. can my I buy shot spotter for my house is one of the questions <laughs> what do you need it for uh, all I can tell you is this here's what they say Right now, we do not have a solution for individual community members. Go ahead and skip the break. Uh, however, you can write a letter to your locally elected officials to request shot spotter for your neighborhood, doctor. Oh, my goodness. That's the thing I got to put on my list to do today. Uh, come on, Sam. I mean, you know, in my neighborhood, well, I don't know about, I mean, you know, we got a lot of educators and physicians in my neighborhood, but... Uh, were it to be in a close proximity, they may get a return fire. Who knows? You never can tell. Um, that's uh, Sometimes an immediate response is more important than waiting 10 minutes for a... I, I asked the chief of police one time, and it's, there's a long story behind this, but, but uh, they were trying to disarm the location where I was working. And uh, no, no firearms allowed in spite of Utah's carry laws and everything. I'm a carry instructor, concealed carry instructor. Anyway, I asked the chief of police, I says, how long is it going to take you to get somebody to my, uh, my location if we have a problem? He said, oh, we can, we can do it in five minutes, I'm sure. He says, huh. Now, well, here's what's interesting. So ShotSpotter says over 80% of gun crimes are not reported. And your call could help save lives. Really? So, hey, if you don't see the shot spotter in your area, call the cops and help them get it installed. It's just, it, it's well, great. It's, a marketing. It, it's insane. It's kind of like this, the safe and effective jab. You know, it's a marketing, it's, it's marketing hype, I guess. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how this rolls out. I mean, 
you know, jackhammers could set it off, uh, nail guns. I mean, you've probably used, uh, uh, we've, we've used bolt, uh, you know, that shoot uh, bolts into uh, concrete when you're putting up construction, you know. I mean, uh, even manual hammers could, could cause a problem. I don't know. Uh, you talked about plywood being dropped and sounding like it was a shot. There's a lot of false triggers, I would think, and it, I can just see all of the blue lights and flashing lights coming into the neighborhood every time somebody uh, had a report from that. Now, here's the, the other way, interesting do... thing about this technology. They tell you how many cities it's in, but they don't tell you how many college campuses it's on. But they do have a campus version, I'm, from what I understand. So think about that. You're at a mall. You're at a campus. You're at a, you're at a, what the heck is happening? Well, yeah, the the campuses are probably, I mean, probably maybe 10% or something, I'm guessing. There aren't as many campuses as there are big cities that would get them, I would think. But another, it's boondoggle. There are probably wealthy campuses that have no lack of money. Let's put it that way. So uh, I, I guess it doesn't happen much on campuses, does it? I mean, uh, we don't have a lot of shooters, active shooters on campus anyway. Uh, yeah, we'll have to see how that uh, gets deinstalled wherever it does. All right. Just so you guys know the website, if you want to check out more about it, go to Sound Thinking, just like it sounds, soundthinking.com, and you can uh, check it out and learn more about it. But uh, all I'm telling you is it's a disaster. And I've known about this technology for a long time, and we've reported on it over the years on this broadcast in terms of its of its inaccuracies and its problems and its concerns. It reminds me of these uh, red light camera stuff. Uh, you know, they're surveilling everything we do from audio to video to photo to whatever. And this has got to stop in our society, though. It's a violation of privacy. And you can say, well, Sam, unless you're killing people, it doesn't do anything else. You don't know that. When there's a microphone there or somewhere, you don't know what it's doing or what it's used for or where the data that it generates is going, right? And so to me, the problem is, Hey, on the surface, who wouldn't want to know where gunshots are coming from to solve crimes faster? Sounds great. The problem is the American understanding of privacy, of liberty. Okay, and these things are violated, even if they don't intend to at first. The people that developed the system may not have intended that. But the reality is then it ends up being abused. It ends up being a, a pro. Hey, what it was first designed for now... Well, we're going to have to check conversations, too, when people are walking by, because what if they're planning something? Or what if, okay, this goes off the rails as government continues to try to concentrate power unto itself, doctor. Well, they have facial recognition in a lot of places. And, and certainly, now I don't know how everybody's freeway is in this, but I do know throughout Utah, and it probably goes way beyond there. In fact, I personally know the people that are involved in the deployment of this they have these cameras all along the uh, the corridors of the freeways, and um, and you say, oh well, they're just for traffic, uh, you know, monitoring and and so on and so forth. They have far more capabilities than that. So facial recognition, uh, you know, China does that a lot for social scores and things like that. You put on dark glasses and a face mask and a beanie cap, and they still recognize you somehow. Maybe it's your cheekbones. I don't know. But, but the point of the matter is we are becoming a surveilled society. Uh, it's just rampant nowadays. And uh, every little step, in fact, Utah legislature, even as we speak, is, is forwarding some, you know, they're progressing through the legislature, some more 
facial recognition type surveillance uh, uh, laws that they're just passing, even as we speak. So, yeah, this is becoming very much a surveillance society. Dossiers on everybody. Well, and it's getting worse because here's the latest headline to drill into this a little bit more, ladies and gentlemen. Several of the, quote, 51 former intelligence officials who signed a letter casting doubt on the authenticity of Hunter Biden's laptop story before the 2020 presidential elections. So these guys are the ones that said, oh, man, you know, we don't think the laptop's real. Oh, it's not real. And then they pointed, oh, the news just pointed over and over. Well, these government agencies and all these professionals and experts says it's not real, so it's not. Turned out they lied and it was real. And it turns out they even knew better. Okay? But they're now pushing Congress to enhance the surveillance of Americans. I kid you not. And they've got a big letter uh, that they're putting out to Congress trying to get them to go along. So the former director of national intelligence, James Clapper, Former Deputy Director um, for the National Security Agency, or NSA, um, Richard Ledgett. I think that's how you say his name. Former Deputy CIA Director Michael Morrill. Former CIA Chief of Staff Jeremy uh, Bash. Also former NSA General Counsel. Glenn Gerstel, they're all pushing for this agenda to say, we've got to surveil Americans more. We want to keep Americans safe from international terrorist attacks, foreign cyber attacks, overseas, you know, problems. And anyway, it goes on and on. It's a big old long article. But it's basically say we can expand our surveillance by slightly altering the definition of electronic service communications. That's all they're going to do is slightly. So they're thinking, we need to notify Congress, but we don't even really need Congress to vote on this thing. Anyway, this is insane. They're literally creating new laws on the books for surveillance without any authority, doctor. And Congress is idly twiddling their thumbs while it happens. Free societies do not create dossiers on their people. Okay, that's just a truism. And if you look at these um, surveillance societies, whether it's the Gestapo or the Stasi or the KGB or whomever, or the FBI or the CIA, I mean, we're having to throw those guys, the NSA, into this pot now with the Stasi and the KGB and the Gestapo. Uh, we have a major problem in America right now because technology is advancing farther and faster than our moral characteristics are and certainly than the limits and bounds of government are. And quite frankly, I mean, we have a lot of harlots in, in this society or varlets. There's different flavors of these uh, prostitutes. But uh, it's the people that are promoting the Constitution Convention fall in that category. You know, they're paid promoters of such things. These people that are promoting the idea of surveillance in America, uh, whether whether they're paid with actual money or it's power or prestige or whatever they're obtaining from this, they're getting something they value out of it. You know, uh, the verily they have the reward, as the Savior said about uh, people that went about fasting and looking miserable. Uh, but, you know, really, these guys, they're, they're seeking something. And, and so we have these people 
in the nation. You can buy anything with money or power or prestige, what, whatever they're seeking. It doesn't always have to be a dollar. Very often it is, though. But at any rate, they'll do anything for money or this whatever their gain is. And I fear that we are allowing the celebrity status of some of these people to greatly influence uh, the demise of, of what we have always loved is America. And these people that are seeking dossiers on Americans, uh, they're on the wrong side. You know, There's no question. Uh, but they're ubiquitous. They seem to be everywhere. So the next headline, in addition to the fact that these 51 former intelligence agencies and, and agents that lied, literally now pushing for greater surveillance. Well, if that's not enough, listen to this one. Big Pharma, Big Pharma, Big Pharma, and they say big pharmacies is what they say, but big pharmacies or big pharma are distributing Americans' private medical information to law enforcement agencies without a warrant, lawmakers now say in a Tuesday letter to the Department of Health and Human Services. Law enforcement agencies discreetly get a hold of thousands of Americans' prescription records every year with no warrant and often with no legal review. That's according to Democratic Senator Ron Wyden, Democratic Washington Rep, uh, Pramila Jaipal, and Democratic California Rep, uh, Sarah Jacobs, I think. Yeah, Sarah Jacobs. Uh, they're all highlighting this reality. The lawmakers are pushing HHS to increase the regulations to protect Americans' data, and then they say to acquire a warrant. So what they really mean, they want you to believe that, oh, it's about acquiring the warrant. What they're really saying is, hey, push. Warrants are down the list, if you will. Now, it sounds like they're all doing the right thing, but I don't think so because I think they're pushing for this thing. They're not just calling a halt to this. They're actually pushing for it is the bottom line, doctor. So now all your medical records go into law enforcement for just their kind of perusal without any evidence, without any legal review, no warrant. (laughs) They say five out of eight pharmacies. uh, let, Let me get this right here. Five out of eight pharmacies say, um, well, we don't really need government information or mandates to uh, reply and give them the information they're seeking. So it reminds me of the big tech companies now. The big pharmacies and stuff are doing the same thing. They're just literally turning over information because it's requested by law enforcement, whether they have a warrant or not, whether it's right or not. Okay, so even a mere subpoena will turn over records. CVS, the Kroger Company, Rite Aid, all of them are just saying, hey, we've got to turn this over immediately because government asked for it. We've got to stop this, doctor. Well, first of all, I'd say I'm sure glad neither me nor mine have any prescriptions out there. But that that just because we're an anomaly that way does not mean that uh, that this is not a horrific violation. We had, and I say that in past tense, the Fourth Amendment. That was completely abrogated by the USA Patriot Act. I mean, I am, I'm not fond of saying it, but I commonly say it, that uh, the Fourth Amendment has been completely expunged 
by the Patriot Act. And some of these follow on other things like the FISA 702 uh, stuff that's going on. And this idea of, of a warrant with particularly describing all the issues they're looking for. This idea of a fishing expedition, which the um, uh, King's officers did in uh, the pre-Revolutionary War time, they, they filled out a writ of assistance and they gathered everything they wanted from that. This is un-American to the core. I guess we got to take a hard break. Yeah, and we're going to tell you what they're doing to Donald in this very thing, and they're blatantly thumbing their nose at the courts regarding it as well. We'll tell you about it in seconds. Exposing corruption. Informing citizens. Pursuing liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. I'm Ryan Daniels, USA News. The Russian opposition leader, Alexei Navalny, is dead. Last anyone knew of him, he'd been transferred to a secure holding facility far out in Siberia. Reports out of Russia Friday say the staunch critic of President Vladimir Putin is dead at the age of 47. The Interfax news agency says Navalny passed away after going for a short walk with efforts to resuscitate him unsuccessful. Navalny was a pesky protest presence for the Kremlin for over 10 years. He was imprisoned last August on charges of extremism in Russia. The White House confirming information about a space satellite destroying capability being developed by the Russian government, which was flagged this week by a Republican House committee chair as presenting a pressing threat to the nation. National Security Council spokesman John Kirby with reporters. This is not an active capability that's been deployed. And though Russia's pursuit of this particular capability is troubling, there is no immediate threat to anyone's safety. Republican Mike Turner wants the Biden administration to declassify the details so they can be discussed openly. Lawmakers were briefed behind closed doors on Capitol Hill Thursday. In the wake of the deadly Super Bowl parade shooting in Kansas City, Congress needs to act. And it is shameful that we have not seen more action on this. White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre said it's time for lawmakers to come together on a federal assault weapons ban, a national red flag law, and universal background checks. Two were killed in the Kansas City shooting with more than 20 others wounded in the nation's 48th mass shooting of 2024. Despite Trump attorney's best efforts to delay, trial in his New York hush money criminal case will begin on March 25th as scheduled. Trump faces 34 counts involving allegedly falsified business records linked to a hush money payment made to adult film star Stormy Daniels just prior to the 2016 election. This is USA News. Greece is cheap. But the airfare costs a fortune. Paris? Not much closer. And again, airfare... What about Puerto Vallarta? Let's face it, flying anywhere is just too expensive. Wait, what's this? Low-cost airlines. With one call to low-cost airlines, you'll drastically slash your travel costs. We're talking insanely low airline prices to any of your favorite destinations. Where would you like to go? London, Rome, Costa Rica, Australia? Wow, that's cheap. So why wait? Call now to learn how crazy cheap it is to fly anywhere in the U.S. or international. Our prices are so low, we can't publish them. The only way to get them is to call to instantly hear the most amazing best deals on airlines travel. It's that easy. So call now and start packing. 800-215-5141. That's 800-215-5141. As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? 
Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. This is a battle, a battle between truth and deceit. A battle between forces that would enslave this country in darkness and between a media that wants to present you with the truth. We are being censored. America's news outlets no longer provide the truth. 90% of news outlets in the United States are controlled by six corporations. The mission of the Epic Times is to chase the truth, to ground all statements in fact. TheEpicTimes.com. Looking for an IT partner that truly understands your needs? Managed IT Services is the answer. We meet with you regularly to discuss your goals and form a tailored technology plan. Our customers have called us a trusted advisor who delivers. When it comes to IT, we do it all. Firewalls, cloud storage, server migration, and more. Say goodbye to long-term contracts and hello to a team that earns your business month after month. Call 801-706-6980 now and let Managed IT Services transform your IT experience. Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. All right, Dr. Scott Bradley and yours truly on your radio, ladies and gentlemen. Hard-hitting talk. We're talking about surveillance. We're talking about the deep state, the World Health Organization, all these government agencies the CIA, the FCC, the USDA, the IRS. I mean, we can go on and on and on. They're all literally surveilling us. They all want to basically use your health, mental and physical, uh, as kind of the core way to just literally infringe on your God-given inalienable rights. They want to go ahead and, uh, you know, control what you eat, what you put in your body. They want to control all these things. Uh, and so now... Pharmacies are literally turning over information about your prescriptions to the law enforcement with literally out the proper documentation. Mike Johnson promoting 702 to violate more of your rights behind the scenes. Well, now the headline mentions Donald Trump. He's the one in court, but he's kind of being served up as a case study to see what happens. Special counsel Jack Smith collected. Data from the cell phone that Donald Trump used in the White House, according to a recent court filing. Any potential investigative leads pointing towards Joe Biden were off the table during the Department of Justice um, DOJ criminal investigation into Hunter Biden. So you got these two stories hand in hand. On one hand, you're looking into Hunter. And they say, hey, nothing's going to point towards Joe. Anything that points towards Joe, take it off the table. You got it? Good. That came out in court now. 
But then Donald Trump, they're literally saying, where were you and what did you do? They literally monitor when he opened his, his Twitter app, what he did with his phone, exactly you know all the communications that took place on January the 6th. So Jack Smith is going after uh, Donald, um, and they're actually being forced to go after Hunter, but they're making sure nothing points to Joe in the process. IRS whistleblower Gary Shapley and Joseph Ziebler testified to the details of this thing. Um, they said, hey, they testified before the House Ways and Means Committee and described how they weren't allowed, literally weren't allowed to look into leads potentially implicating Joe Biden at all, according to testimony excerpts released on Thursday by the committee. So we have the goods, doctor. What more do you need than to impeach and prosecute Joe to the fullest extent of the law? What more do you need on this? They literally spied on the president while he was in the Oval Office as president without authority, without warrants, without anything else. It's fine. Prosecute him. Get him, they say, Jack Smith. And then, hey, on the opposite side, they're looking into Hunter's son, or I'm sorry, Joe's son, Hunter, with legitimate information. And they say anything that considerably possibly could go to Joe, deep six it. This is all in court. This isn't speculation. This isn't Sam Bushman just going off. The double standard is in your face, and this is going to be the future. Forget Donald for a second. Forget Joe for a second. You got to ask yourself, which class will you end up in when it becomes your turn, doctor? Well, we're all pretty sure what class we're in right now. But but here's just uh, here's another little interesting. This is just a thought, and you can do with it as you please. When they're looking for evidence, to surgically look for the evidence in a given case without getting splatter all over everything is, is one thing. And to say, you know, we're, we're looking for specifics and we don't have to get this into a big wide net where we go everywhere and everywhere, you can kind of see the logic behind that in saying we're not going to pursue every string that comes up. But with this information... Uh, is there's the implication that there is information out there about Joe and Hunter and these business dealings and impeachable offenses and everything like that. So, so while it is not, you know, de facto, you know, some kind of, oh, it's proven in court kind of thing that, that Joe is guilty of these things, the th- evidence would indicate that there is stuff out there. So what needs to happen is to pursue that through evidentiary processes where you go get a, you do go get a warrant. You do specifically seek those things. You focus, hone in your your investigation on things that were implied but are not really known at this time because the the guilt or innocence of Hunter and, and the president and everything is not known by these statements in court. They're just saying we did pursue these avenues with, with Trump. Okay. If you need to get the information for an impeachment process, you have subpoena capability to pursue and to issue warrants on these other aspects that are implied. Okay, so so I think that, that what we have here is a, a an opportunity to open a door and say, we pursue these things, and now we have the evidence that has never been aired before. So it's a it's kind of maybe sometimes considered a slow and arduous process, but it can be done, and, and it should be done. 
and all of the guilt or innocence of Joe and his family and their their activities that that are at this point very very <laughs> questionable and and uh, really need to be aired. I think that they could pursue that. I it, it just takes another step or two to take it down that road. They can get it if they will. And uh, it's interesting that that they've done it in this way with the double standard. But go pursue it now. Let's find it. Let's bring it to light. Let's prosecute it, if you will, through the impeachment process, and then let's then after the removal from office, let's take it to court and get people imprisoned. It's it's a kind of a step process. You can't do it all in one fell swoop. And I hope they'll pursue it. That's all I can say. Amen to that. And I think that's something that we really need to focus on. Uh, because look, this is Donald right now, and you could say, oh well, you know, he's done wrong, or you could say what you want. We tend to as you know, people kind of um, dismiss this and think that it doesn't relate to us. But I submit to you that it does. All right, we can probably talk about this next story for the rest of the hour, Dr. Bradley. Huh. Uh, right. And it's from Joel Skousen, World Affairs Brief. And the headline says, Sudden Russian Nuclear Threat in Space. Uh, and it's been going around where um, it's it's kind of a big issue. Mike Turner, chairman of the House Intelligence Committee, issued an urgent warning about a national security threat um, of Russia, I guess, putting a nuclear weapon in space. Um, anyway, we've been working on those weapons for a long time, too. And we've been willing to take a first strike. So goes the experts and stuff. Well, now this this uh, rep is basically saying, hey, Joe needs to release all classified information on this. Uh, we've got to dig into this. This is a serious concern, serious problem. Now, back when jo or when um, Donald Trump wanted to launch the space, uh, I don't know what you call it, Army, Air Force, Navy, Marine. Anyway, the space military agency, they mocked him and said, whatever. Now we're coming back and seeing that, hey, uh, the threat is you might have these foreign nations who are hostile to America, who were virtually in an undeclared war with. Mm, they're upping the ante, and now it's a concern, says U.S. intelligence. Doctor. I guess I have to beg to differ with the sudden emergency on this thing. Well, you're I right have... about that. It's not sudden. It's been going on for a long time. They just weren't willing to admit it. Personal involvement more than 40 years ago, let's put it that way, <laughs> in some uh, issues that were involved with, uh, you know, nuclear strikes and, and uh, killer satellites and uh, the issues of, I mean, you know, you say, oh, 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 ain't it awful we got all these things happening. No, we've had them for 40 plus years that I'm personally aware. And and, and it is just part of the nature of the beast of what we've got out there right now. It's a dangerous world. We've been in it a long time. And, and I got to tell you that my kids had a very, very minimalistic understanding of, of what I was doing at the time. But uh, they were fearful, those little kids, uh, because, you know, they they had a little idea of how dangerous the world is. We've got to you know, protect ourselves. We've got to be able to do that. Um, this, these are just advancements on technology. Um, 
probably 55 years ago, I was involved in the debate on the anti-ballistic missile system that was that was being debated at that time. The, the, the issues were far different than what the public was being exposed to. Reliability and cost and everything like that made it completely unfeasible to put it in that long ago. But, but honestly, I guess I'm not going to lose any sleep tonight about some of the things that the Russians are doing, and I, got, I guarantee you we're doing the same thing. And I guarantee that, that there's evaluations being done, even as we speak, about launches that are going on. Is it a satellite uh, launch for, for uh, weather, or is it a hostile go ahead and skip. Go ahead and skip the break, and this kind of hails back to that. And that's why I say this is not a new sudden threat. There's a question mark at the end of Joel Skousen's highlight, or a column highlighting that he realizes that uh, this isn't a recent or a sudden issue at all. However, it is an issue. Um, you know, Joel Skousen says multiple sources tell me that CNN's original reporting on this uh, is accurate. It appears that Russia is in the process of deploying um, multiple recent satellite launches uh, or is putting an anti-satellite weapon system into space. So I think this is real in terms of the threat. I don't think it's a sudden uh, issue at all, doctor. Well, your assessment is that is correct, and, and uh, you know, we, we just, we live in a dangerous world. And, and here's kind of part of the problem we've got. Now, again, I'm, we're hearkening back to that conversation we had with the Tucker Carlson interview with, with Putin. When overtures are made, heads of state need to have dialogue. And, and you know, when, for, let's go back to Kennedy and Khrushchev and the Cuban Missile Crisis. They talked it over. They stood down, you know, Cuba got its missiles taken out. We took our missiles out of Turkey. Heads of state need to talk. And Putin could not remember the last time he had talked to Joe Biden. And, and it certainly predated the Ukraine debacle that's going on right now. And, and there needed to be, I mean, Putin's people made it overtures clear back in the Bill Clinton days. You know, and this was a, a thing that I would have to, kill immediately if it were my idea i mean if it came to me russia joining nato nato shouldn't exist so russian joining it should not even be an issue but the fact is overtures were made you know like the idea was oh nato's here to stop the russian advance into europe okay russia's breaking up russia's you know russia's not going to be um, a threat anymore i mean that's the intent they took down all of their apparatus for doing that kind of stuff i know and i know there's still stuff there but the fact of the matter is that uh we deflected that immediately and and we're not even talking uh, we, heads of state the two supposedly most powerful men in the world putin and, and biden don't even talk you, know, you could have a howdy every day if you wanted i mean why not talk to your neighbor and keep it from escalating into something horrid and um and overtures that are made for peace should be followed up on. And and this idea that we've got to have this belligerence constantly, and, and it's, a, it's a kind of, I think that there is a an element, a big element, probably a predominant element in the United States that wants to foster the idea that we have to have belligerence in order to keep our ascendancy. We have to be the biggest, baddest guy. And sometimes uh, it's really not that way, and we just haven't been told that. So 
We don't need yeah, to be the bag, I, biggest, baddest guy. We just have to know how to protect ourselves, and we know we have to know how to protect our own American uh, interests and understand that that's a defensive, not an off- offensive role. Now, Joel Skousen highlights this point that I want to have you speak to, Dr. Bradley, and then I've got a couple of quick questions for you about this. Russia has cheated on every treaty they've ever signed uh, regarding these weapons uh, and uh, uh, when it didn't serve their purpose, and Americans have done the same. That's really something kind of important to understand, right? Oh, I absolutely. I mean, you, if you're going to just say Russians have cheated, it's like, yeah, and so is everybody else that's ever been in these things. Yeah, so these, these mean, kind of uh, treaties are no deterrent is the point. Well, we shouldn't even have is, these treaties. Though, if it, if you could de-escalate things, you know. Yeah, but you I wouldn't do that with treaties. You'd do that with genuine talks, I genuine try, relationship building. All of these these people that are sitting around the table negotiating a treaty, that's all well and good. And you've got all of these strategic thinkers and blah, blah, blah. But you know what? If you can get everybody to say, you know what, we're. We're not going to go attack each other and, and genuinely mean it. I mean, okay, this is maybe a really bad example because it all is not said and done on this yet. Kim Jong-un, Korea. Wow. North Korea. They're right now saying North they want Korea. to insert themselves into South Korea as we speak, right? Okay, but when Trump was president, there was some dialogue going on, you know? And, and I think that there And it was, was good, by the way. Yeah, there was less tension. And it's kind of like, well, can that be all bad? I mean, what was his name? Rodman? What was the basketball player's name? That Dennis was Rodman. There was something of a rapport going on. Here's a guy that's bizarre to the nth degree. I mean, no he'd question. tell you that himself. I'm not making anything up. But for, for some reason, he had this rapport going on. And, and honestly, I think that we play this belligerence thing to the nth degree that the military establishment, the um, uh, the the guys that build all the weaponry and all that kind of stuff, they're all the only ones that get the benefit out of this. You know, and we claim to worship the, the Prince of Peace. You know, we're supposedly a Christian nation. I mean, that's that was our heritage and our origins and all that kind of stuff. But, but do you think the Prince of Peace is happy with us and all of our multi-billion dollar projects to send bazillions of dollars overseas to bomb the blastings out of everybody i mean i it's just astounding to me peace on earth goodwill toward men that is not the american motto i mean you say yeah we're, we're a peaceful nation are we really we're the biggest belligerent in the world when it comes to supplying weapons of destruction mass destruction individual single bullets everything it comes more from us than anywhere in the entire world and uh, and you say, well, no, but the Iranians are arming people, and the the Afghani's have got all our bazillions of dollars we left over there when when uh, Biden did his debacle of a re, of a retreat. Uh, yeah, it's all true, but very often the very origins of everything come from this land of the free and the home of the brave, and we need to recalibrate a little bit, and recognize that war is institutional. Uh, legalized mass murder and uh, and we're we're up to our eyebrows in it constantly and and they say well you got to do that no you're prepare you do deterrence you stand strong and tall no, nobody wants to attack you if you're not attacking them i mean why would they if they know they're going to get their clock cleaned 
it's, it just makes so much sense to me that we could recalibrate the way we do our foreign affairs. And uh, uh, Trump did some things right, I think, when he was in regards to that stuff. I think that's so right. And I, a- I also think, too, when you think about it, you know, if I develop a friendship with you, we may be completely different in our beliefs. We may have different forms of government, uh, but we might be able to develop some mutual respect and say, listen, I understand that we don't agree on everything, and I understand that you know any foreign nation could always be a threat, but I can develop a rapport. And Vladimir Putin, uh, I know he comes from the KGB, so he's not to be trusted. And don't get me wrong, I don't trust the Russian government at all. I know a lot of Americans are kind of believing that, oh, man, Russians are awesome. Let's, too bad we didn't have Vladimir Putin as our leader kind of thing. Joe's yeah, crazy, yeah. but, man, Vladimir's good. Don't deceive yourself. Just because one thing is true, that doesn't mean the others are true. Joe Biden's a bad guy. But you know what? So is Vladimir Putin. But Putin's smart enough to come across with Tucker Carlson, not angry, uh, but as a guy that wants solutions. And I think we could um, build a relationship on that and change the game if we tried. Uh, and then Vladimir Putin says, hey, if Donald was in office, I think I could work with him. But I hope Joe wins because what he's hoping is he wants America weak. That's the communist playbook agenda. Uh, and communism, even though we think it kind of got dispersed, it was a false flag. Communism is alive and well around the world and growing every day. And this guy is a strongman leader, not a weak Joe Biden kind of a guy. Uh, and he's very savvy and smart. So you've got to keep your friends close and your enemies closer, doctor. Well, Biden has not come across as an intelligent, articulate, well-briefed individual. Putin did come across that way. And, and you know, you can, if you've got things to exchange, you can discuss, you can, you know, say, well, we'll have to agree to disagree on that thing, but, 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 and, and you know, there's, there's perhaps common ground that can be, you know, brought together and, and help us have a successful outcome ultimately. Uh, I, th- I saw a thing the other day that said that, uh, oh, I don't remember the exact wording. It was one that our friend Chuck Baldwin put out, and he says his opinion was that the, uh, the, Carlson-Putin interview postponed, it, these aren't the exact words, nuclear war. Yeah, Holocaust that's right. He postponed a, a nuclear war, uh, and <coughs> yeah. he basically praised him and said, good for him for having the discussions. And I agree with that assessment. I don't think Tucker did perfect, but I think that the talks are better than nothing. And the talks are, I think that Tucker <laughs> did a pretty good job, and I think it's a decent uh, effort made. Now, there's a lot of things I would have done differently. But you know what? Who says I'm the best guy or that I would have done it right? All I know is Tucker did open up some diplomatic relations that, in my opinion, should have already happened, and if not, should be jumped on immediately to try to de-escalate. But Joe wants none of it. Tucker's just the bad guy, right? Absolutely. That, that's a tragic situation. I, I personally no think that there was a, a wealth of intelligence that uh, certainly our intelligence agencies could have and should have gathered from that observation. Like I say, I watched... I watched Putin's body language. Uh, I was going to say body English. He doesn't wasn't speaking English. Body language, you know, it's the way you put the spin on the cue ball when you're when you're playing pool. I watched it, it, one of the things that was particularly telling to me was his feet, and and that told told me a story. Now I'm not the brightest bulb on the tree, okay, or the sharpest tool in the in the shed, but if a dummy like me can say I read this this way, here's why. There's got to be people that are a lot more capable in this than I am 
that gained a wealth of information from that. I think Tucker bought us multi-millions of dollars of information without anybody saying anything. That uh, I agree you know, 100%. And the so, Russian leader even kind know. of complained about it at the end. He said, I was surprised by Tucker, and I, it didn't go as well as I had hoped. I wanted to this and this and this. And so I think that Vladimir had a lot more control than we think. But at the same time, I think Tucker got more than we uh, thought we would. Well, and again, it's it's an introduction. It's a high howdy. I hope there's many follow-ons. And, uh, and in the future, you probably won't show uh, the cameraman won't show Putin's feet to me. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if anybody really, you know, if anybody's watching. I just, I find it fascinating, all the things that we can possibly gain from these exchanges. Well, I'll say this very clearly. I don't see any advantage into just saying we will never talk. You, you give me one advantage that has. You're right. You're right. It's it's there's something that we can go forward with. If we're talking, we're not fighting. I mean, maybe Muhammad Ali, you know, was given lip all the time when he was boxing. But uh, but he wasn't taking a punch or giving a punch when he was doing it. You know, <laughs> so anyway, well, I, and, I, and that I encourage it. I encourage it as well. And I think that's that's, in my opinion, what's been wrong with president after president after president. Uh, you know, they say Dennis Rodman's a fool. Now, I don't think Dennis Rodman should be hanging out with communist dictators necessarily. Uh, in other words, I'm a little concerned about citizens just, you know, running around everywhere. At the same time, again, why not use all the influence we have to create diplomatic relationships that will de-escalate situations? Absolutely. And, and, and I don't know why we don't do that. In fact, we, we, we frown on that. And I think that's half the way they're building this global tyranny is by making sure that we don't talk, by making sure that we don't have any solutions on the table, by making sure that there's no way forward. That'll ensure, what, mutual destruction or government tyranny in the end, the Hegelian dialectic, as long as you don't talk, we don't care if you choose A or B, you know, uh, we, we've got to be wise, ladies and gentlemen. Good, honest, wise people are who we need to elect. Dr. Scott Bradley, thank you so much. FreedomsRisingSun.com. I am Sam Bushman, LibertyRoundtable.com, LovingLiberty.net. Spread the word, share the love, donate liberally, would you please? We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America. <laughs> <laughs>